The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Wait, you've got to be kidding me. Let's get this untwisted. Hello, hi, welcome back. Still working on the jingle on my end, but so lovely to have you here with me tuning in to another episode of the Twisty Pod. I don't even know at this point how often I even call it Don't Get It Twisted. I think it is genuinely just Twisty Pod in my mind. Sometimes I probably forget the name of my own podcast, but that's embarrassing. It is about 2.30 in the afternoon right now that I'm recording this, and I've barely been outside today, and I'm just watching through the window, the sun beaming, people enjoying themselves, just life bustling around me. And I'm just absolutely so excited because I would love to treat myself to a nice long leisurely walk after this. It's become a point in my routine that is such a highlight of my day that I genuinely look forward to it. And I don't know why that feels like such a monumental thing for me to share but I think for so long I've just never liked being alone particularly being outside by myself even if I'm with Reese I still just get nervous I mean I'm always just trying to be cautious but I'm a very wary very nervous energy kind of person I think I've just always been that way so to finally get to a place where I feel relaxed or I get like lots of serotonin just going on a walk by myself with Reese is really, I don't know, it feels really cool to me because I've never been that type of person. Even in my own neighborhood back home, I would get nervous to walk around the block because I'm scared of my own shadow, let's face it. So it feels really good. It feels really nice that I can finally just throw on a podcast that I love and get outside and just enjoy myself, especially as these spring days are really rolling in strong and it feels like summer is just on the horizon. And I speak of that, of course, knowing that I do have listeners in the Southern Hemisphere. So I'm sorry, but I'm sure winter is a fun time for you as well. But we are just so ready in this Northern Hemisphere to get out of winter. Gosh, flipping dang it. But I've definitely realized how much my mood is dependent on how much time I get outside. And I don't think that was ever something... I realized probably before quarantine, which makes so much sense. And the more I come to these conclusions, the more I realize how many of my quote unquote problems stem from just being in quarantine, being indoors all day long. Because frankly, it is just so upsetting if you think about it on the grand scheme of things that we've spent so much time locked in our four walls of whatever property we're living in. It just, it makes me very sad knowing how detrimental it's been to so many people's mental health. And I think that's a hard thing for me to also put into words or to cope with myself, but it's absolutely taken a toll on mine as well. So when I have these like little glimpses of opportunity that 
you know, we're finally maybe seeing a glimmer of hope. We're finally maybe feeling like we're going to be in a healed world soon. It just lights this fire under my butt that I haven't felt in 13 months or so. And it just puts a big smile on my face. So that was a big long way of saying I'm really excited to go on a walk because it cheers me up. It puts me in a good mood. And I hope that you have something in your day, in your routine that you look forward to every single day that puts you into a good mood or it's something that you can just be happy about. I think the smallest little bit of gratitude or little bit of joy that I can look forward to every single day is my morning cup of coffee. It's just the smallest little thing. It's just these beautiful magic little beans that I get to grind up and I get to put them in a French press or I get to use my Nespresso, make myself a warm cup of coffee, just kind of sit there, enjoy myself for the first few minutes of the day. That to me is such precious time and I genuinely go to sleep looking forward to that moment, that cup of coffee, that first little sip on my lips. Oh my golly gosh. I've tried to get better about finding those little moments in my day more frequently or trying to appreciate little things throughout my day without having to put so much pressure on what I'm going to do with my day or how much I'm going to get done or where I'm feeling left or right, but more so being so grateful for little things. Every single day, you all know that I drink a gallon of water and my water bottle is a half gallon. So whenever I fill it up, which is first thing in the morning, my first little fill up of the day, it usually takes about I don't know, I'm going to say 20 to 30 seconds because it's a big water bottle and you got to fill it up from bottom to top. And I feel like for so long, I would sit there and be like, oh gosh, this takes forever to fill up my water bottle, blah, blah, blah. And I'd sit there and be all mopey and feel like I was wasting time just by filling up my water bottle. But more so recently, I've been really trying to shift my mindset to one, I am so grateful to be able to have fresh tap water that streams straight into my kitchen from my faucet. Yes, I do drink straight out of the faucet because it's delicious Washington water and you would too if you lived here. And as I'm sitting there filling up my water bottle and I tell myself how grateful I am to have fresh water, I kind of go down my list of all the little things that I'm grateful for that happened already that morning. And mind you, this is six o'clock in the morning. Not much has happened for the day, but I'm even just grateful for the roof over my head, the bed that I was able to wake up in, the insulation that kept me warm all night, the blankets I had, the pillow I have, all of these little tiny things that I think sometimes we pass over because we're so much more concerned with our day, our social media, our job, our X, Y, or Z problem that sometimes it's really important, I think, to just stop and be grateful for four things in your day that maybe otherwise you would take for granted or you wouldn't even give a second thought to. Even the fact that you're listening to this podcast or the fact that I'm recording a podcast is a very privileged thing and that's something to even be grateful for. The fact that you have access to a streaming platform, headphones to listen to this on, a device to be streaming it from, all of those things are something that we often just think are a part of our lives now, but it's so neat to be able to just put it into perspective for one quick second of your day when you're filling up your water bottle, when you're making your morning coffee, having those quick little affirmations to yourself or little moments of gratitude, I think is really, really important. And I wish I incorporated that more into my routine earlier in my life. But what I've realized lately and more often is that it's never too late to start something because that's what we're here to do in our life. We're here to learn. We're here to grow. So sure, I could have been better about it two, four, five, eight years ago, but it's great that I'm at least starting now. 
So that's my little sentimental, cheesy Gouda message for you today. I don't even know how I got up onto that ramble because really and truly, I started this podcast to talk to you all about my current workout split because I don't think I've really shared it even in its entirety. Maybe I have. It feels like I have. I know I've done a week of workouts or something on YouTube, but I think my goals and my mindset has changed so much even since the start of 2021 that it's important for me to continually tell you all that. And not that I think that you all care that much, but more so because I post so much content about living a healthy lifestyle, sharing my workout routines, workout challenges, et cetera, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, you get the picture. And sometimes it's very hard to put things together if you don't know the ground that I'm standing on myself. So if I'm telling you this is what I'm eating in a day, but you have no idea what my goals are or what I'm striving for, et cetera, then it might not make as much sense to you without seeing the bigger picture. I think really, like I said, at the start of 2021, I kind of just got this better grasp of how I want to approach living a healthy lifestyle for lack of repeating myself again, or I suppose I am repeating myself again, because for so long, I was so set in these quick goals or these quick fixes or maybe a workout plan that lasted eight weeks, 10 weeks, a few months, whatever. And at the end of that, you know, you kind of figure it out or maybe you fall back into whatever you were doing 10 weeks prior. And I think guides are great. Workout programs are great. But I think it's so stinking important to set goals for yourself that aren't meant to be completed in the next few weeks time. Quick fixes, fast results, that kind of stuff that, you know, has so long been marketed to us erroneously, I might add, is never sustainable and it never lasts. And it will, in some cases, put you back so much further than where you started. Because if something's a quick fix or if something is being targeted to you as really quick fat loss or get this results in 10 days, whatever, it wasn't built to last. And that's not how our bodies work. Our bodies aren't just like, wow, thank you so much for working really hard for 10 days. I'm going to keep this progress that you gained in 10 days for the rest of our lives. So with my own goals, I feel like sometimes it can be a teeny bit tricky because there are so many things that I want to film and record and try out for you, which might be a challenge. It might be something that's just trendy and fun. And I love that. I love trying out challenges. I think it's a fun way to add variety into your routine. And sometimes they can be really great, like Caroline Gervin, for example, Lily Sabri, Chloe Ting. Those are all really great influencers to follow, you know, for their guides and whatnot. But because of how fast-paced YouTube is in general, how fast YouTube videos need to be turned around, produced, filmed, edited, etc. I sometimes feel like I'm constantly filming a different challenge that I forget what my workout split even was for myself to begin with. But at the top of the year, I really just kind of came to terms with myself and realized that everything I had been doing for the past few years, and I really do mean years, was all these quick fixes or these certain guides that I saw online that were being marketed to me that I thought were instantly going to make me feel better about myself. They were going to change everything about the way that I viewed myself. They were going to make me 
a better person overnight, solve all of my problems, you get the gist. And I think after a while, it just becomes exhausting, truly. I mean, if you've watched some of my videos where I've talked about every single different type of workout program, workout class, studio that I've tried, I mean, even just thinking about that on its own is overwhelming because there's a lot. It's just so many different things across the board. And when you think about it over time, it feels so defeating that I've tried so many different things and nothing really worked for me. But then it almost became enlightening for me when I did have this kind of aha moment with myself where I realized I can't find my self-love, my own understanding of my self-worth from different workout programs. That's not where my own respect for myself is going to come from. And oh gosh, it's like one of those things that you wish you could have told your younger self five, 10 years ago that I will never be defined by the workout programs that I'm trying to get myself to do or the way that I look, the size pair of jeans that I'm wearing. But when you're young and you just feel like you're seeing all of these people look a way that you think that you are supposed to look or the way that you want to look, you'll do anything and you'll try anything to become what you think you're supposed to become. And I don't know if it's just growing up, age, whatever, but I think I just kind of got exhausted with it. I got tired of trying out all of these different things that were going to give me the same result as I saw the last 12 programs gave me. And really and truly, it had nothing to do with the guides. It has nothing to do with the programs. It's more so that I was trying to find my own love for myself from the way that I looked or by getting validation from others, which is just the most ass backwards way of trying to be happy with myself. And I know it sounds like I'm going on a really weird random ramble, but all this to say is that I have really stepped away from having a super strict workout split like I had done before because I realized that I don't want to spend the rest of my life worrying about which day of the week it is and which workout program that I'm trying to do based on something else that somebody else is going to tell me to do for me and my body. If I wake up on a Monday and I'm just feeling like all I want to do today is dance and I just have so much happy energy and all I want to do is move my body, then what I should do is open up YouTube, turn on an MK Fit to mad fit whomever dance workout and just move my body like just have fun with it and call that my workout for the day whereas in past years I would have been like all right I need to open up this certain guide and Monday is leg day so that means I gotta go work legs even though I'm so not in the mood to work my legs today but that's what the guide's telling me to do so that's the only thing that is right for me or even if I'm not following a guide let's just say it's my own personal internal quote unquote guide, my own personal regimen that I'm trying to follow for myself. And I told myself every single Monday, I'm going to do this workout. But every single Monday, when I wake up in the morning and I'm ready to go to the gym, I'm absolutely hating the idea of doing that workout. I'm only trying to satisfy what I think is the right thing to do for myself when really I should just be doing the workouts that I love to do or the things that actually make me want to go to the gym that motivate me to get my butt kicked. And there's a fine line here because I don't want it to seem like I'm saying, don't push yourself. Don't feel like you need to be motivated or don't do the things that are 
quote unquote hard for you to do because, you know, you grow when you're outside of your comfort zone. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. What I'm saying is that I think for so long I was just stuck in this idea that I was supposed to do these certain things. And once I did them, then I was finally going to love myself. Then I was finally going to be happy with the body that I was in, the shape that I am or the shape that I would be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. But that's just the most ass-backwards way of going about it and the most ass-backwards way of trying to find self-love when really I can only find that from myself, truly. So it's kind of funny because when I talk about what my current workout routine is like, I can't really give you an honest answer of, well, on Sundays I do booty day, on Monday I do back day, on Tuesdays I do a HIIT workout because I don't do that anymore. I really don't. And let me just tell you, I don't know if it's the fact that I'm becoming more confident in who I am or the fact that I've just kind of felt this little bit of release knowing that I'm the only person that can make me happy and I'm the only person that can decide which workouts I do every single day. But I felt more confident in myself choosing whatever workout I want to do that particular day than I've ever felt following a certain strict regimen workout split. On any given week nowadays, I try my best pretty much every single day to go for a walk. And as I ranted about at the beginning of this episode, going on a walk has genuinely become the highlight of my day. It's the time that I'm outdoors. I can hopefully on a really nice day feel the sun shining in my face. If I want to try out a hot girl walk, I'll go for a hot girl walk. Although that's very much outside my comfort zone, which maybe means I should try it. But if you've never heard that term before, it's kind of this cute little TikTok trend where when you're on your hot girl walk, so to speak, you can only think about a few certain things. And all of those things are only trying to better you as a person. I'm more so in the mindset of I like to go on a walk. I hang out with Reese. Maybe we run around on the grass. I throw on my headphones. I listen to a podcast. I just feel good moving in my body, being outdoors. And then I'm also getting outside my apartment. I'm staying safe, but I'm also feeling energized. I'm getting more movement in my day. That's why I love my walks and that's something that I look forward to every single day. On top of that, let's say I'm wanting to also do a designated exercise. Currently, I'm hula hooping a lot, which is a funny way of saying I just really love to use my weighted hula hoop. I think it is the best thing ever. You've heard me rave about it day in and day out. I still use it and I think it is, it's just fun for me and that's, I think, If you've listened to any episode I've ever recorded or any video I've ever made, you kind of get the idea that I love to do workouts that are actually fun, that make me happy. And since I've been able to find that in the hula hoop, I've wanted to keep it up in my routine. So it's still sitting in my living room. I still look at it every single day. And then I maybe turn on a YouTube video while making my coffee, my breakfast, and I just do five or 10 minutes, whatever I have time for that day. And I just hula hoop for a little bit. And that's a fun little little morning workout or whatever I want to do. 
I also still go to my fitness studio, which has been such a saving grace when I just literally didn't know what to do for so long. My actual local gym, I think is basically still closed. They, they've opened and closed their doors so many times. I feel so bad, but I mean, they're only just trying to do what is right and what is safe during the pandemic. So my heart goes out to them, but I'm pretty sure right now, maybe there can only be a few people in the gym at one time. There was a point when we were even needing to make appointments. So there was a point when I was going to use the treadmill. I would go do 12, 330, or I would do ab exercises. I would just go practice different moves, box jumps. I love using TRX straps. So I would go into the gym and use that, but it just kind of felt inconsistent with how frequently they were opening and closing. So I kind of stopped going as much as I was and redirected that same workout time to going to my fitness studio, which is the same studio I've talked about multiple times. On a good week, I go about two times, but just depending on how busy I am, it might just be one time or I might not be able to go at all that week. But all of the workouts are about 30 minutes long. They are endurance-based, so probably what you would think of most stereotypically as a HIIT workout, which is very fast-paced or short rest periods, lots of full body movements, which I love because then I never have to worry like, oh, yesterday I did arms. That means today I have to do legs. It's just always full body, which I think is awesome. It hurts so badly every single time I go, but it just makes me feel really, really great. And it makes me happy that I'm finally at a studio that uplifts me or that I'm happy to be at or that I want to be at. And it's hard because I want to be able to share more of what those workouts look like with you all, but I also want to keep the integrity of the studio and I don't want to seem like I'm stealing any of their workouts or anything like that. I think that would be incredibly disrespectful and unlawful probably, but I would say I feel like it does help me so much, even if I don't see results from it. And I, you know, I probably have, I go to get my butt kicked and I go to get a good endorphin release. (laughs) Is that the right way of phrasing it? I don't know. But just know the workouts are usually incorporating weights, maybe some box jumps, lots of burpees, lots of push-ups, lots of the things that, you know, usually I'm not very good at, which is a good thing. Like I've talked about before, I used to just stray away from the exercises that made me uncomfortable, that were hard for me to do because I was bad at them. Like, hello, of course I don't want to just continually do burpees or something if I'm really bad at them, but that's how you grow. That's how you improve. And what kind of person am I if I only ever do the same few exercises that I'm good at? How does that challenge me mentally, physically, et cetera? Then if I'm not doing any of those things, maybe I'm doing a challenge. For example, right now I'm doing the Caroline Gervin Epic One program, which has been taking me a little bit longer than usual because I missed a few days and I'm trying to follow her schedule that I didn't know about the first time I was doing her program, which is a little bit embarrassing, but completely my fault. Her guides, her workouts, I think are amazing and I love being able to do them alongside her. It feels like she and I are doing the workout together, which always just makes you feel a little bit more comforted that somebody else is doing it with you. And she never hides when she's struggling. She never hides when something's hard for her to do, which I know sounds weird because I don't want her to struggle, but I just always would get so down on myself when I would see perfect fitness influencers publish their videos and they're not sweating. They're not bothered, you know, like they go through the whole workout just looking perfect. And it makes you kind of feel 
down, but Caroline will look at the camera and be like, whew, you're feeling this too? And I'm like, uh-huh, oh, yes, I am. And I think that's kind of fun. It's it's a cute way of just feeling a little camaraderie when, you know, you otherwise would feel very alone in her workouts. And I love doing her workouts at home because I think they're very accessible. And I love training the way that she trains, which is just a really good variety across the board. And I think so many people have seen fabulous results from her programs and rightfully so. They're wonderfully designed and I've just really enjoyed doing that epic program right now. So the full review is to come, I promise you. But for now, that's another workout that I incorporate into my quote unquote current workout split, which if you're kind of getting the gist here, I have a long list of exercises that I'll pull from left and right that I just choose pretty randomly that I want to do for the day. And maybe it's just hula hooping. Maybe it's just going for a walk or to the studio or Caroline, whomever. But until the gyms are fully open, I kind of think my workout schedule is just so all over the place. But that's very much okay with me because I'm happy every time I do a workout because I'm choosing to do the workouts that I want to do, not the workouts that I think I'm supposed to do. And I know I repeat that all of the darn time, but maybe if I just keep saying it, it will help somebody in some small way because I never knew that. I just, I never was confident enough to break away from that mold of feeling like I had to stick with one certain program. And if I didn't stick with that program, then I was never going to be happy. I was never going to feel good in my body. But for so many reasons, that mindset is just so twisted. I mean, first of all, life is far too flippin' short to be doing the workouts that we don't want to do, to be spending our days doing anything that we don't want to do. And second off, I think that, as I've said, when I've gotten older or even in the past few months, I wish I could say it was sooner, but it just hasn't been. My goals have just changed to wanting to work out for a healthy life, meaning I want to become old and have a healthy body and be able to see my grandkids. Things like that are what I want to strive for, not this picturesque six-pack body that I used to think was the only way to seek happiness. And so I don't really have short-term goals anymore, but rather I want to make sure that my body is healthy, my mind is healthy, because that's what's more important, not these short-term fixes or things that I think would make me feel better about myself. It's just it's just not like that. But all that being said, I also wanted to talk about some of my current fitness goals because that is a huge part of my story, my journey as well. And while I do want to, you know, direct everything that I'm doing to living this long healthy lifestyle, I still do have goals for myself and I still do think that there's nothing wrong with wanting to have aesthetic goals as long as you're doing it in a very healthy way or even just maybe you want to lose a certain amount of pounds or something. There's nothing wrong with that, especially if you think that that is just best for you. There's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. There's nothing wrong with wanting to have a little bit of change as long as it's done healthily. Right now, I'm currently trying to lose just a little, little bit of weight. And I just know myself, I know my body well enough that I'm feeling that it is okay to do so and that I want to do it safely. So I have been more mindful about what I'm eating and trying to keep up those habits of 
maybe just incorporating like more vegetables into my diet because that's something I have a really hard time doing on a consistent basis. And I just know, I mean, in quarantine, it feels like I have had multiple glasses of wine every single night. I've maybe made up more excuses for myself with this, that, or the other thing. And I know that's just not how I normally operate. So just being more thoughtful about those decisions. And there's nothing wrong with having wine, but maybe just a little less often, maybe a little bit more occasionally is better for me. It's better for my body, my mental health. Those are the kinds of things I'm trying to do for myself right now, as in maybe add more vegetables into my diet, maybe take out a little bit of red wine every night. And as a result of that, with my mixture of laziness slash walks slash occasional workouts, hopeful, healthy diet, etc., I can be on a little bit better of a path for myself. So no, I'm not looking to lose like a whole bunch of weight or something, but I do think that I just need to kind of sharpen up my habits a little bit because I don't want to just go down a very slippery slope. But these are the kinds of things that I need to be just very transparent about, especially because so much of my platform is surrounded around fitness and I don't really dabble in nutrition too much because it's just not something that I'm all of that familiar with. I know the bare bones and whatnot, but I could never ever know the full knowledge of a registered dietitian, for example, and I don't ever want to claim to, even with personal training or just exercise science in general. That's something I'm trying to learn more about, but it's not something I can confidently say I am a master in this subject and I don't ever want to pretend to be. So that's just always something I want to make clear. But regardless, it's important for you to know that my goals at the moment are really just to kind of sharpen up my diet, make sure that I'm actually getting in proper micro and macronutrients every single day, just making sure that I'm having a well-balanced diet, a well-balanced lifestyle. And as a result of that better balance, I know my body will probably respond well, but I don't want you to also get this twisted either for lack of a bad pun. I'm not trying to do anything drastic. I have a very healthy approach, but it is important for me to at least share that so I'm transparent with you, that you know what my goals are, and that Maybe if that's not something that you're interested in hearing about, then that's okay to step away from my content or any type of content that doesn't help you in a very positive way. But I'm more concerned about working on my habits and my balanced lifestyle than worrying about a certain number on the scale. I couldn't even tell you the last time I weighed myself. And frankly, I'm very happy with that decision. If the scale is not adding any value to you or your life, just throw it in that garbage bin of yours. It's if, it, if something, anything in your life is not adding value to your space, your mental health, just you as a person, if something's not adding value to your life, just get rid of it. Get rid of them, mute them, unfollow them, whatever it is. If something is not adding value, be gone with it. All right, I have some twisty questions for you all. Questions about workout splits, routines, tips, etc. From Kathy, can you do the splits? So fun fact for all of you Twisty listeners, I am actually trying to plan a flexibility challenge uh, for a video right now. And truth be told, I'm just beyond nervous for it. Even when I was in cheer, even as a gymnast when I was really little, I could never, ever fully do the splits, which I always found very embarrassing because it felt like every one of my teammates could do the splits easily. But then one of my teammates was like, oh, Taylor, you can't do the splits because you're really muscular in your legs. And so your muscle needs more attention to be flexible. 
some weird baloney like that or something. And I never took the time to look into it. I don't even know if that's true or not. But I took it as fact. My little brain was like, that makes so much sense. I'm just so strong that that's the reason I don't have my splits. When in actuality, everyone had great muscles and they all had their splits. So I don't really know what the problem was, but I, I, I just never spent time on them. So I've never had a single split left, right, center. I think my left was my best at one point because I am left-handed. So maybe my left leg was just better, but no, I've never had it. I'm not like a full triangle in the air. I'm kind of like a obtuse triangle. Like I'm I'm pretty wide. So I'm, I'm pretty close to the ground, but you know, never fully there one day. This question is from Harveen. She says, what workout split do you find most effective? I think from the general gist of this podcast, the most beneficial workout split is the workout split that works for you. If something that is very regimented is perfect for you and the way that you operate, the way that your brain works, whatever, stick with it. I think that's amazing. I think it's fantastic. And there was a long period of my life where that worked perfectly for me as well. Right now, my workout split is kind of just whatever I'm feeling that day. Maybe at the start of the week, I'll write down different workouts that I want to do that week, but I won't dictate what day they have to be done on or done by. It's more so like, hey, these are really great ideas. Or if I'm following the Caroline program, for example, I know I need to get it done, but if I'm not feeling it that day, I'm not going to make myself feel so down and feel so mad at myself that I just didn't want to do it. I'll do something else that I'd rather do instead. That's the perfect workout split in my opinion. This is from Sierra. She says, any plans for future group challenges? Step into 21 was so fun. Well, thank you so much. That's a very sweet compliment. I think I've done a very bad job of continually talking about step into 21 when really, I did explain this in the Facebook group, but Step into 21 kind of started off as an initial, hey, let's get off on the right foot, so to speak, bad pun, when in actuality, it should be more so a mindset of not only 21 as in the entire year, but step into the rest of your life. And I suppose it's a challenge of sorts, but really it's more so of just a mindset of making sure you're consciously thinking every day of how could you add in a little bit more non-exercise movement into your day. That was something that was always really hard for me. So kind of just having a little mantra, a little motto, if you will, to constantly remind me like, oh, I need to kind of do my step in a 21. I'm going to take the stairs instead of the elevator today was a good healthy reminder of just thinking of how I can consciously add in more movement to my day. So if I can think of something else that's kind of along those lines, I would love to do another challenge. However, I have realized recently how much of a problem I have with somebody like me who has no credentials coming up with some sort of fitness blank to promote to a lot of very impressionable people when I have nothing to stand on, no ground to stand on, if that makes sense. So I would never want to come out with a guide, an app, program, etc. until I actually know what the heck I'm talking about. So Wish me luck on the rest of my CPT journey or whatever else I do after that. Also, can we just take a moment to literally LOL at the fact that I thought I was going to be done with my NASM CPT by April, as in now? Like who? I bet anybody who did that program watched my video when I made that supposed deadline for myself and they just laughed in my face because... 
that was eager to say the least. And the truth is, is I've just not been as diligent on it as I should be. And I've gotten a lot better in the last few days, but I just need to continually sit down and be disciplined. And that's a hard thing for me to do without procrastinating or having like a little fire under my butt. So I'm really trying, but I'm also just really trying to take so much information in because I'm just genuinely wanting to learn. So I'm not just trying to flip the pages, if that makes sense. So April was a bad deadline date. I'm not really sure. This time I'm I'm thinking I should really make a date for myself so I have that momentum, which I'm guessing should be summer-ish. Emphasis on ish. This is a great question from the Watt Podcast. Do you ever do couples workouts with Keith? There was, <laughs> sorry, I just got so many memories floating back. There was a period of time when I used to do the at-home workouts from the Bikini Body Guide, Kayla, it seems, it signs, and I, <laughs> I would have Keith do them with me. And the only times that we were really doing them for some flippin' reason was over the summer. And this had to have been at least four years ago. And I would be like, all right, Keith, you're going to do this workout with me because I think I myself did not want to do them. So if I had a partner to do the workouts with, I felt a little bit more motivated to do the workouts, which is a problem with in and of itself. But that was about the only time Keith and I truly ever did like an actual couples workout together. But I just remember both of us just absolutely dripping in sweat. He hated it so much because they're actually really hard workouts and they're all body weight, of course. But you know, sometimes boys don't do body weight workouts as much or, you know, it's just a hard thing to get into. So he didn't really love it. And that was my fault for kind of making him do it. But we had a good time. Pretty much since then, I don't think we've ever done workouts together. Although we did take a workout class together in college, our senior year, spring semester. That was the most fun I think I've ever had. We did TRX and spin together. It was a joint studio, TRX and spin, which was the best decision ever because you could just sign up for a membership and you could do either or. I think it was also yoga as well. So we had our certain TRX class that we would go to every single Friday at 930 in the morning. We'd go to a certain spin class. It was just the best, best, best thing. And it was so fun to do it alongside him. If we ever go to the gym together, he kind of does his own thing and I kind of do my own thing, which is totally fine. But to be honest, and this is no shade, um, he just doesn't really work out as much as I do. He and I go on lots of walks together and that's kind of all that he wants to do and that's perfectly fine. But Keith, if you're listening and I know that you are, I would love to work out with you. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. This question is from Madison. She says, how to increase your knees while working at a desk and sitting 24-7? So, so stinking important. This is what I am talking about kind of all around the general idea of step into 21. Neat is anything that is not a designated workout. It's not sleeping. It's not eating. It's the other ways that your body expends energy that is not an exercise or even like processing food or just kind of laying down, if that makes sense. 
So a few simple things, especially if you're working at a desk, which I am too, so I totally feel you. A few things that I'll do will be try and stand up and move at any point in the day. So if you are able to do some sort of work standing up at your desk, if you have a standing desk or if you have a laptop that you could move to a higher counter in your apartment, your home, that's a great way to just get in a little bit more quote unquote movement, which I know is not movement, but at least you're standing instead of sitting If you do calls that are not Zoom calls, even just on your cell phone or something, and you can put in headphones, my old manager used to do calls while she was literally walking around her block, like with her kids and her dog, which was a little um, hard to understand her at times. But you know what? It worked and she did it and that's good for her. Other people like to do the same thing, but in their apartment or their home as well. And they'll just kind of do little mini laps around the kitchen or their living room. And if that works for you, that's another great way of doing it as well. I think sometimes when you're working at your desk, you forget to give yourself breaks, especially because you get so tired staring at the screen that when it's finally lunchtime, you literally might eat lunch at your same desk or you'll go to a different location to go sit down because all of a sudden you feel really tired because your eyes are tired, your mind is tired. But I think it's so important to do something during that short little break window and you should have a break. That is by law. (laughs) So please make sure you're taking a break and in any way that you can move during your break, do that. I know this is also kind of a weird one, but I remember when I was an intern at a New York PR agency, which was seems like forever ago, but it was, I think, 2017, 2018, something like that. I would always bring my lunch to work and I'd always have to wait for the microwave because we worked in a really small office and everybody shared the microwave, et cetera. And everyone would just kind of be bustling in and out of the office. So as weird as this is going to sound, nobody was really watching me do this. But whenever I was waiting for my food to heat up, I would stand in the kitchen and I would do calf raises until like I just kind of felt like I got a good burn. Maybe it was 50. It could have been 70, whatever. I just kind of kept doing calf raises with the microwave time. And I thought that was kind of a good way to add in a bit more movement. Other little things, if you're able to walk to work, obviously that's a great way of adding in more movement. If you're able to go on any sort of walk before or after work, also great. Sometimes it doesn't even have to be that monumental. It could be deciding to take the longer route somewhere, or maybe you can take the stairs versus the escalator, the elevator. You can vacuum when you get home from work, which I know sounds so silly, but vacuuming is your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, so it kind of does count. I mean, even for me, my hula hoop is a great way that I kind of add in more neat into my routine because it's not exactly a full-on workout. I mean, it is, but it feels like it isn't because it's not sweaty. And that's just me standing up, kind of waving my hips in a circle. And it works for me. And it's awesome. Don't get too overwhelmed with adding in your knee. I know it can feel kind of tricky because it feels like you're just sitting at your desk all day long and I'm with you. I do the exact same thing. But find your little breaks throughout the day. Take 15 minutes to do something for yourself that involves you not sitting down or just, you know, giving your brain a pause and and walking outside for a few seconds. Do something that works for you and do one or two things at first before you're like, okay, I have to do this, 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 this. You've got this. Just give yourself a break. Pick one or two things and stick with them. This question is from Danielle. She says, how do you determine frequency to work each muscle group for a well-rounded fitness routine? So this was kind of what I was talking about that I don't 
focus on as much anymore. However, that is something that I don't want to disregard because you don't want to be working out your legs every single day because then they've never gotten any rest. So if that is something that you're interested in, a good workout split could be, let's say Monday is your leg day. Tuesday, then I would switch to an upper body group, which could be your biceps. It could be your back. Back and biceps is actually a, a very common muscle group segment to work together because it's, I think, called the pole days. Yeah, that would be pole days. Back and biceps are actually really common to train together because you're pulling at the same time. So it makes sense to train them together. So you could do legs on Monday. Tuesday would be back and biceps. Wednesday could be a good day to add in um, some sort of cardio if you want to do that, which could be walking on the treadmill, you're doing 12, 3.30, you're going on an outdoor walk, you're doing a HIIT workout, you're following a YouTube dance routine, something fun, HIIT, whatever. Or if you don't want to do HIIT, you could just do some sort of cardio, you could go for a run, etc. Then Thursday, I'd probably do something like hamstrings, glutes, booty day of sorts, Friday, you could do chest and tries, which would be more of a push day as in your upper body push. I kind of forgot which day I'm on, but you get the picture. Switching off and on your different muscle groups is just a really good way to get your body to have rest in between each session. So you're not doing constantly legs, 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 and then your legs are so burnt out and exhausted and you haven't even given any attention to your upper body. So just switching off um, every few days, I think is a great way to do it. There are lots of great examples online that you could look up. I think in general, if you want to train like five days a week or something, you could add in maybe one day that is a HIIT workout or a cardio workout. And then the other four days could be maybe a teeny bit of cardio, like a little bit of a warm up, and then your weight training or whatever you prefer to do. But I think I'm not the best person to ask because I'm just not as knowledgeable about it anymore. But that's what I used to do. Okay. Lastly, this is kind of a hard question to answer from Morgan. How do you get results sustainably? AKA letting yourself live whilst getting results. I think for me, if I'm going to answer this question from my experience, it's been so much more about my mindset than the actual things I've been doing. And you also have to be honest with yourself and and recognize that diet is important, working out, your routine, all of that is important. But if you're constantly looking for these quick fixes and you're constantly trying to do these quick little challenges that will only get you fast results, but they'll go away after a short period of time, you have to wonder how much that takes a toll on you mentally. And that's at least how it felt for me. It felt like I was not doing those workouts for me. It felt like I was doing them to look a certain way for summer, to look a certain way for somebody else, or to compare myself to other people, or to compare myself to their progress. And when I think about sustainably, I think about the long, long term. And that's not even one year. That's like 10, 20 years. And 10, 20 years from now, I am not going to remember a single workout that I'm doing in this moment. I might remember a period of time, or I might remember doing a certain guide or people that I followed or workout styles that I chose to do. But I just don't want to waste so much of my 20s thinking about the way that I look. Because frankly, maybe it just isn't that important or really I shouldn't even give a damn. And it's an answer that I have a hard time even giving because it's something that is really hard 
thing to work on and I'm working on it myself, but really and truly I think it comes down to valuing yourself and thinking about why you want to be living a healthy lifestyle and how each of these workouts will affect you for the rest of your life. Why do you want to do a workout with sustainable results? How can we let ourselves live, as your question says, without thinking every single day about how a workout is making us look, but rather how it's making us feel, what kind of joy we're finding from the workouts, what our body feels like after we're done with the workouts and the endorphins that get released and how happy that makes us. That's how I feel like I got results sustainably or how I'm trying to get results sustainably is thinking about how a workout makes me feel, not the way that it's going to make me look. And I mean, like I said, this is only speaking from my own personal experience, but I felt like I've done like 10 years of me trying to work out for results physically, aesthetically, and that never flipping worked. So if I'm finally feeling better about myself or I'm, I'm finally feeling like my results are sustainable when my mindset is focused on doing a workout that's for me and for my mental health, for my longevity as a human being, for sustainable results, because I'm happy about the workouts that I'm doing, then it feels like I'm sort of on the right path. I feel like I just like, I don't know. I mean, this was a really good episode because I feel like it's an important conversation to be had, but it's also really hard to talk about because everything still feels so in the moment. And I don't want you to think that I'm at this place where I am just the absolute best person and I'm so happy with myself and, you know, I have all of the self-confidence in the world because I truly don't, but I'm really passionate about trying to be. I'm really passionate about trying to give myself more respect and more love from me to me and not look for validation or for approval from others or getting approval from a certain way that I look. And who knows, I could be so flipping wrong. I could be very, very wrong. And our minds are so stinking powerful. And I think that truly has a lot to do with it. Our mindset and our actual mental approach to every single thing that we're doing. And that's something that's so hard to even admit out loud because you can't just overnight be like, well, I'm ready. I love myself and I'm I'm here to do this sustainably and to just shut off all of those thoughts or feelings. Heck no, it doesn't work like that. But acknowledging that you're on that path, you're on that journey to self-love and, and betterment is the best thing that you could do for yourself. And if you're even acknowledging that in this moment, I'm so proud of you and I'm so happy for you because that is the best thing that you could do for yourself is love yourself. Because if we can't love ourselves, then how can anybody else? How can we even give love to anybody else if we don't love ourselves? Hoy, boy, boy. <laughs> I think it's time for my walk. I need to go think off this podcast, but I hope that you gain something from this in some small way. If you have any thoughts about Anything that I talked about today, my DMs are always open to you. You can message me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, comment section, whatever you feel is best. I just thank you for being here with me. I'm so proud of you for just waking up today and choosing to better yourself and, and just choosing you. And I hope that you're doing something for yourself today and finding the joy in your day. And I love you all so much. And Reese just brought me a toy. Hi, honey. 
I love you all. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you. I don't know why I just said thank you. Okay, bye. Ooh.